Praise the God. Well, let's just stand and let's just quickly just, you know, the Bible talks about shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. And so, Father God, we do. As we're here tonight, we want to give that shout. Jesus is Lord. Just say that with me. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. And we shout that in the house of the Lord. Praise God. You might sit down and uh, <laughs> hallelujah. Well, the message that I give is a message that will change your life tonight. If you've been, if you had something that you've been praying for years that is very important, but you know, you don't see the change, you don't see it happening. Why is it not happening? Well, tonight you're going to learn why it's not happening and how to get that, that, that vision, that dream that God put in your heart to get fulfilled. And so, praise God. So, first of all, we're going to be talking about four things tonight. Getting the right image, the God image in your heart. Getting rid of the wrong image. Having a scripture because of the power of the word on the right image. And last of all, what is your purpose for the right image in your life? And, you know, when I talk about this, this is not to change somebody else. This is to change you. And that's what this is about you know, the Bible talks about this, and, and it, it, this word is uh, Y-E-T-S-E-R. -E and the word is used many times in the word of God as a mind, but the real meaning is imagination. So I'm just going to use a few scriptures to show that in, in the Greek. Not the Greek, it's the Hebrew. Sorry about that. Ancient Hebrew, remember, ancient. <laughs> Isaiah 26, 3 says, Perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee, right? That word should be perfect peace whose imagination is stayed on thee. And so the power of the imagination within, the vision within, gives you perfect peace. And uh, then uh, we see this in Psalms 20, uh, what is that, 20, 23, 7 says, um, what a oh, no, that's not the right scripture there, but oh, it's page 23, 7, sorry about that. Okay, what a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what that is, that word there again is what a person imagines in their heart, so are they. And... Uh, and so praise God. And then, you know, so I just want to really get you to, to see what are you imagining, what is in you. You know, the great man of God uh, that uh, you know today, I'm not going to say who it is, but in, 20, in, in, in the turn of the century, uh, he was bankrupt and looked like the ministry was done. He went away, fasted to pray, sought the Lord. And the Lord said to him, he said, again and again, you have limited me, and you have prevented me from blessing you. So that was a scripture that God gave him, and then God said to him, he had not used his imagination at all in the ministry, had tremendous fears about it, and uh, was raised in a lot of religion, but he's not religious today, but he still had to face the fact of that. Well, once he began to imagine what God had said to him to have this worldwide ministry and begin to allow that part of his soul to begin to function with vision and, and enter into the imagination. He has a worldwide ministry today that is just everywhere. And uh, what God had done, and he, he shares that over and over again, what he limited God by not using the imagination to build. You know, Dr. Tom, when, he, when we first moved uh, into uh, this little tiny house to start the church, God had visited me, said, you know, this is my heart, this is my dream, this is what I want. And he visited Dr. Tom uh, and said, you know, the same and showed him what he wanted and everything else. Dr. Tom, you know, his first degree is in art. So he is a person 
that it uses the imagination, takes off the limits. And he began from the time we were in this little bitty house trying to have church. <laughs> you could barely fit 50 people in it. He was imagining the domes that we have today, the three domes right away from the beginning. And he dreamt it. He walked through it all the time. He saw the color of the pews. He saw it. And he was, and when you use your imagination by the Holy Spirit, the light, that you begin to, uh, you are building something in the inside of you. And God tonight wants to take the limits off of you. That's what God said. We're here to do this. And so the scripture says this, Ephesians 1.18, and it's out of the TPT Bible because this spoke volumes to me. Uh, I'm very, uh, what would you say, I'm very mathematical type of person. And, and so I needed to have the, the getting that imagination to be working in the kingdom of God in my own life. So I'm teaching something that changed my whole life. Uh, in the kingdom. And so it says this, I pray, this is Paul praying for the people that the light of God would illuminate the eyes of your imagination. And so this is a prayer that he was praying and he was saying, illuminate, that means put the light to shine in your imagination. And, and, and that it illuminates, it means it brings brings picture, it brings vision, it produces movies in you. You know, remember as a child, when you played, you know, us as girls, we played house, and we imagined, and we, we had a whole movie of our house and the kids and how dad would be and all that. And you men, you know, you were, you were with your swords or your guns or whatever, and you were having your imagination of winning the battle and slaying the dragon and all those kinds of things. Well, this is, God put this in us to be awakened. You know, everything that God God builds and produces in our life that he made is good, but we have to use it for the kingdom of God. And so, uh, so this was the prayer that Paul was praying, that God's light, that God's light would illuminate, bring into you vision, pictures, take off your limitations, and get out there and dream big in the Holy Ghost, in the dreams that God now, you're building something. Hallelujah. It goes on to say the eyes of your imagination, seeing it inside. And it goes on to say flooding you with light. Flooding you with light, the flood of the light of God until you experience, now what? The full revelation of the hope of his calling for you. So now when you do that, you're going to, where, where are you going to experience it? Inside of you. You're going to experience the revelation you're of God's calling, his destiny for you, and the full revelation of it. And you're going to see it, and you're going to know it, and this is what God's called me to do. And this is the time of the Holy Spirit. God sent us the Holy Spirit. This is the time. The Bible says that the Spirit of God has been poured out upon all flesh, and we will have what? Dreams. The old men will dream dreams, and, and the young men will have visions, and there will be the prophetic. But this is what the Holy Spirit now in us wants to awaken us inside and get that imagination working and going and building the kingdom of God. And then so you get the right images in you. But guess what? You have the wrong images in you. And that's, you know, and the enemy just brings things to us, but we, we can imagine ourselves being poor inside of us. We have images of poverty. We went to this church, and they called us to help us help them. When we got there, it was an emergency situation, and they really wanted to help us help to teach on and becoming a millionaire God's way and the program and that. But the thing was this. They put us in this uh, uh, break and br bread and breakfast house kind of place, and they took us outside, and they said, now, there's no chairs out here to sit out and enjoy the scenery, okay? The scenery <laughs> was 
poverty to the max, garbage and poverty. They, they didn't see poverty. They lived in poverty because they didn't see poverty. I mean, we, we took a picture of it, and we, I mean, we, we'd, we'd see that picture, and we just would make us laugh. We're supposed to go outside and look at that, you know? But we were laughing, but we were hurting for them. They're so, so God wants us to get free of, of the, the, the visions within us that are lack and poverty and not enough or sickness and disease that we have in us that we don't know. It's in the subconscious. It's in that imagination. It's, that, that's hidden away. But our behavior shows what's in us. And, and what we're seeing around us tells us the images that are in us. And God says, I want to shine my light. And then it goes on to say, you know, the hope of your calling. That when you, your imagination, you get into the hope. God's hope is in the imagination. It's his hope that will never disappoint you or fail you. And the Bible talks about that, that hope that, you know, faith is a substance of things hoped for. So I need to have the hope that God has no limit. Is there anything too hard for God? So I get off the limits that I have on there. The Bible says I have the spirit of God without limit. I get that limit off of me. I begin to dream big, as Dr. Tom was doing in that dream. And guess what? That faith is the substance, substance of what I am dreaming about in me and putting the scriptures on it that has all power to produce it. Got to have the word on it. Have the word. Get your word. Okay, I'm seeing that. Okay, what are the scriptures that I need to put on there? And what is my purpose? You know, is my purpose because I love God and I want his ministry to, to expand worldwide? What is my purpose? Or is it selfish ambition? I need to have God purpose on whatever I'm calling to happen. You know, the Bible tells us this, and it goes on to say that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us. Oh, my goodness, think about that, the wealth of his inheritance. Everything that is God has been given to you. That is already yours. It's yours in the kingdom by the blood of the lamb, the blood of the covenant, that it's already ours. It's ours to believe, receive, and, and take it and, and begin to dream what it is. Hallelujah. And, and it's mine, and it's in me. That's what it said here. The, right here, what does it say again? And the wealth of God's. I'm an heir of God, my father God. Glorious inheritance that he finds in me. In me. Does he find it in you? What is he finding in you? Is he finding lack and not enough and, and depression or oppression or rejection or worthlessness? What is he finding in you? Get rid of the wrong image by the blood of Jesus, commanded to go and get on the right image. Oh, this is the time of the favor of God. This is the time of greatness in the kingdom. God has called me to be a king and a priest in the kingdom that is in me. I'm the one. I have the authority. I have that Adonai name in me that says all authority has been given to me to now run the kingdom that is in me. Uh, oh, my goodness. You know, I just could give examples here. You know, I know a situation, a person that, you know, uh, in the family. Here's a family situation. And there's lots of prejudice of that family against uh, uh, one of, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the parents, prejudice, okay, and uh, the meanness and the cruelty of it and the hatred that goes on and the abuse that goes on. And so it was this person, uh, 
you know, uh, prayed and prayed and prayed that 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 would go away, that that would always that would stop and be no more. The prejudice would be not a part of their life, but they'd be knitted together in love. We are Christians, and so one day they that person said, "I'm done. I'm just done, God." And God and they done all the loving right things and everything. And God spoke to them, first of all, you are a victim. Oh, my goodness. We do not want to be a victim. <laughs> and so we have to hate that role as a victim because we're not on the bottom. We're on the top. We're called to rule and reign. And the second thing he said, rejoice and be exceedingly glad because great is your reward in heaven. You have been persecuted for righteousness. And then the next thing the Lord said to that person and came and talked about it was get a different image. So the person was now to see that they had favor, and they applauded when they saw them. And they were in the middle of the family, and the love of God was flowing, and the favor of God, and the cheering them on to what God had. And what was years of abuse became totally changed. They cha Once they changed the image in them, then the situation changed because they came into agreement with God and what he says. And that's what we need to do. And it's so important. You know, the Bible tells us in Joshua 1.8, you shall meditate, that means to imagine, to see it, to thank God for it, to speak it, to shout it, uh, it day and night, and meditate. That's what meditate means, to imagine it that you may observe to do according to all that is written in the word of God. What does God say? What does God say for your family? What does God say for your business? What does God say for the job you're at? What does God say to you as you come into agreement with the scriptures that God put on it? Hallelujah. You know, this. I prayed for somebody, and they had, okay, their, their son was on drugs. Their son was, was running around and sleeping around, was raised in the church, and, and was out there, uh, and they were, just, they, they were just terrorized. As parents, they were terrorized. They're, they prayed every prayer. They fasted. They did all. Nothing changed, and then, then guess what? He said, get a different image. God says children are a gift from God. God wouldn't give you a disaster. God has an anointing and a call on that child's life. And so now you see them in agreement with God sees them, not what the devil's doing with them. Don't agree with the devil, but now you've got to change your image inside. You've got to see them in church. You've got to see, see him Get the right woman and we're raising his hand and praising God. You got to see them now married and having children and just see God's destiny in them and declare that. Why? You're changing the image in you. As parents, you have the authority. And if you hold them in the image of the devil in what you're seeing, you, you, they're not going to get out because you're holding them in it. But once you get the word of God, God says in the new covenant, your children will be turned towards you. Their hearts will be turned towards you. So you begin to see the word. You begin to declare that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. I am seeing what God says. I'm in agreement with God, the word of God. And guess what happened? That child was, within a couple of months, was in church, raising his hand, new girlfriend, and uh, life totally changed. Miracles. I'm giving you a teaching tonight that will give you the answers to your prayers. Hallelujah. And, and so it's so important. Let's just move on. And so it says here, written, then you will make your way prosperous. And you will have good success. You know, the Bible tells us in Philippians 4, 8, meditate, right, on the good, the beautiful, the loving, the praiseworthy things, those things that are good report. Think on these things. And that one translation says meditate on these things. 
So meditate in the vision that God says, and he puts out there for your family, for your children, for your marriage. And, and uh, our marriage is a picture of Christ and the church, how much Christ loves his bride and how much the bride loves him. So we need to have the image of its purpose. And we don't go with what, what does the word tell us? We don't look at what we see, right? Colossians, what is it, 2 second, second Corinthians 4.18, but we look at what we don't see because what we see is temporal. We're holding on to what the devil's doing, but what we don't see is in eternity where there's power to change. I have to change. When I change, things change. Hallelujah. I have to change my image, right? So I just want to go right into talking about Abram, we see it right in the word. Hallelujah. And uh, Abram, Abram and Sarai were trying to have a child for 25 years, they think, or more. And uh, he was around 84 years old. God came to him in uh, uh, Genesis 15, 1, and says, I am your exceedingly great reward. God said that to him, to Abram. And you know what Abraham said back to him? Verse uh, 2, then Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? He didn't see God as his great reward. He was telling him, uh, hello, we've been praying for 24 years, 25 it could be, and we have no children. You have not heard me, heard my prayers, haven't given me what I've been asking you for. So what can you give me since I am childless? So what was the image in Abram? Childless. God couldn't give him a child. He's childless. And uh, so God, <laughs> and so... The one that will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And the word of the Lord came to him, and, and this man shall not be your heir, for you, but a son of your own flesh and blood will be the heir. And then what did God say to him? He, God was saying, he said, you got to change your image inside. I can't give you what you want. I, you again and again, you know, have restricted me. Have, have had limits on me, right, by the image he was having, and I can't bless you. So he said, I want you to go out, Abram, and this is what he said to him. I want you to, he took him outside and said, now look up in the sky, count the stars, and if indeed you can count them, then I say, to, then he said to him, you, so shall your offsprings be. So shall your children go. Abraham, go out in the nighttime. Every star you see, just declare, that's my child. That's my child. That's my child. That's my child. What was God doing? He was changing the image within uh, Abram. He was saying, you got to change this image. So you start saying it out loud. You speak it. You see it. You see you have children. Get rid of Get the right image and you get the wrong image out so I can give you that child. But, you know, <laughs> you know, Abram was so excited. He went home to tell Sarah. Now, he didn't wait for God because God told him to go count the stars. And, of course, the sand during the day, the, the, the sand and the sea, right? The sand and, the, and, and these are your descendants, right? He didn't do that. He went and told Sarah, God said, I'm going to have a son. It's going to come from me. And you know, now, I'm just going to tell you, I think, how it happened here. Sarah said, God didn't say me. Oh, don't touch me. I've had enough. I'm disappointed. Get away. Go find my handmaid, Hagar, and you'll have your child. Right? Well, he had, he got Ishmael, right? Okay, that's just my story. Okay. <laughs> You know, 24 years, and, not, and she wasn't even named to be a part of that. You know, she's thinking, right? Anyway, Abram thought Ishmael was the promised child. And for 13 years, they went out probably in the evenings, and they counted the stars and said, thought Ishmael was going to bring forth the descendants. And so, but one day, he had the image in him of he 
was going to have many descendants. He was going to have legacy. And God then came to him in chapter 17 and said to him, No longer, Abram, shall your name be Abram, but you shall be called Abraham. And I have made you a father now of many nations. See, once we have that right image in us, then we get the, the answer to the prayer that we've been praying. Once Dr. Tom had had the right image in him of way Living Word Bible should, should happen, and w during that time, we did a lot of fasting, we did a lot of prayer, and we had to get rid of the, the poverty in us, we had to get rid of the wrong images, we had to, you know, get, you know, we had to get it all, all the wrong images out, and build the right image in us, the right movie, until it was ready to produce it. Hallelujah. And that's just like this great man of God today that has a worldwide ministry everywhere. And, he, and uh, uh, it was once he started to dream and vision, and we were just at his place. And it is absolutely, oh, my goodness, it's incredible. Only God could have done what happened there. But he had to change the image in him. And so, so now it's time to produce. So God says to him, I'm making you now a father of many nations. And then God said to Abraham, and as for Sarai, your wife, her name shall be called Sarah, for she shall be uh, the mother, right, of, 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 of kings and queens. Well, I got ahead of myself. But it says, she, I will bless her, and I will give her a son. And, and then the when you bless her, many nations and kings will come from her. So God was saying, because you've been getting this right image over these years now, now, hallelujah, you're one flesh, hallelujah, you're the, you're the, you're the authority. And like Dr. Tom and I, we know that we are one flesh. So what God gives him, I get too. What I get, he gets. And so now... They're ready. And so when now it's time to say it out loud. So every time you heard the name Abraham, it said father of many nations. And I know the neighbors and everybody was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Sarah, mother of many nations. Hallelujah. But legacy was happening. Hallelujah. And, uh, and so we see here, that then in verse 18, the angel shows up and says uh, that a year from now, Sarah is, Sarah is going to have uh, Isaac. And, and God had to explain to Abra Abraham when he said, I'm changing your name. Abraham said, well, what about Ishmael? Oh, oh, yeah, I'll make him great, but he's not the promised child. You will have one with your wife, and it'll be Isaac. All right, and so we see here now that when the angel showed up, the three angels, and said, next year at this time, I'll come back, and, and Sarah will have a child. And Sarah laughed. Of course, Isaac means laughter. And, and uh, she just said, well, I have pleasure with my Lord. She called him Lord. I, I like that. Uh, you know, and anyway, the, Lord's, the angel said to her, is anything too hard for the Lord? Say that with me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? But in the 13 years of getting the right image, putting the scripture on it that God said, what was the scripture? Count the stars, call them the power of the word, right? That now it says, I love this. Well, Sarah had total faith. That, that she was going to have a child that says that in Hebrews 11, 11. But Abram, it says this in Romans 4, 18, against all hope now, it is hopeless in the natural and what you can see now. But he had built a whole movie inside of him. He had counted the stars. He had counted the sand. And now he had that whole thing inside of him. Though he was 100 years old, though she was 90, and it was an impossibility, there's nothing too hard for God when you take the limits off 
and you get, you speak out the word, you see the word, and you get the right image in you, you'll see the miracles happen in your life. And so he said, against all hope, Abraham had hope, God hope. And he believed, and so he became the father of many nations. And Romans uh, 4.21 says, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. He was fully persuaded now. And, and you know, I would just believe Dr. Tom, he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he said. And Living Word Bible Church happened. We still, you know, you know we, we're... We're, we're northern Wisconsin people, you know. We go, we stop, and we look at it and say, God, look what you did. Look what you did. Hallelujah. You know, when I, and you've heard this testimony, when I was uh, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, very high scores, crippling very fast, incurable disease, crippling disease, no help at all. I was 45. Look at I have nothing. No, nothing. I'm perfect. But I had to change the image in me. My nursing said one thing, but I had to. Every day I, went, I got in the pool so I could move. I couldn't move when I woke up in the morning and uh, walk up and down the pool. It was a heated pool, but I, every day I would see myself doing things I didn't do because I, was I wasn't into athletic things. I was a book reader. But I was seeing myself skiing, which I never did before. I saw myself riding the bike. I saw myself running and jumping and climbing mountains. And I, and I saw myself do things that I could not do. And I, had, I, had to, I built a whole new Maureen inside. And now I am a skier. And I am those things. But I had to build a whole new Maureen. Hallelujah. Image in me. And... Uh, and, you know, that I was about two months. That's all it took. And, you know, when you do that and you get into that faith, that when, you know, one time we were at the show and Dr. Tom forgot. He got up and he headed to the car. He was at the car. And it took me at least 10 minutes to get out of the chair. And, and, and he thought, where's Maureen? He had to go back. And I'm still trying to get up, you know, at that time. And this was pretty close to the end. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed because I already saw it done inside. I had no thought of, of this wasn't going to go away. No, no. And when I went two months later, I went into the specialist, and he looked at me, and I, I forgot. I forgot why I'm even going. I'm just jumping along, happy. Hello, how are you today? He goes, oh, my goodness. He said, get out of here. You have no arthritis. You know, I'll never see you again. And I thought I didn't even, I wasn't even consciously realizing why I was going to see him. It's all left. Change the image in you. Change the image in you. Get the God image. With the scripture of God and watch God do something because God says to you, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, faith is a substance of those things that substance is those images that you hope for. Hope is something you don't see yet, but you have to see it in here. You have to see it in here. And, and uh, the evidence of things not yet seen. We are faith people. We are faith people. And so we have to use what God has given us. He gave us imagination, not for new age, not for the devil, but he gave it to us. And what he created in us what God creates is good. What he created in you is very important to build the kingdom of God, to use for his glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. I had to really work at it because I just wasn't that person. I didn't play house growing up. I, I was lived out in, on a, you know, out in the country. I was living on a mink farm, and there was a river, and I had my four brothers, and 
there was no girls in my life, and so I was climbing trees with them and crossing the river and playing all the, you know, the, the boy stuff, you know, and, and, uh, and, you know, they say if you don't use your imagination, by the time you're 12, in the natural, you can't use it. So I, I had to believe God right there. This scripture here that I read to you, Pray that the God of light would illuminate the eyes of the imagination. I said, oh, my goodness. God says he'll do it. And so, God, you do it because I want to be a visionary person. I want to use my imagination. I want to create within me. And, you know, I have this Dr. Tom over here that's creating everything. He's the artist. He's the dreamer. He's that. And, and, and I want to be able to do that. And, and today, I'm able to do it because God gave that not to be dormant. He gave you the imagination not to be dormant, but he has given you the power and the ability to waken up your imagination by the Holy Ghost, and you're not so that you can dream the dreams that God wants you to dream. You can see the miracle changes that God wants to happen in your lives. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's so important that, that I just want to say these things to you right here, is that your purpose, what is your purpose here? To change history, legacy, to leave legacy for generations to come. And so your purpose is to get, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And many times people don't get healed. They quote the word, they quote the word, but there's not the agreement inside of them in their imagination. And so they, they uh, you know what they call it is denial. It's locked away, and they think they're in faith, and they're not in faith, they're in denial, and they die in it. Because you have to let the Holy Ghost open up your imagination. And then, man, he will show you the image in you. He'll show you if you have sickness in you. He'll show you what is there. Get wrong. Get rid of the wrong image like Abram had to do. Abram had to get rid of the wrong image of childlessness, and he had to get the God image in him. The Holy Ghost is there to get that so that when you quote the word of God, when the enemy comes to put a sickness on, you're breaking that power. You're breaking that power of heart disease, maybe uh, kidney disease. You're breaking the power of, of cancer. You're breaking the power not only for you, but for your generations to come. Getting rid of the wrong images in you. If you have an image of poverty, Dr. Tom, you know that. You heard that story so many times. Here are some of you that are new to heaven. But Dr. Tom, I mean, I grew up with him, and he was raised in poverty. He didn't even have electricity till he was in high school. And senior, I think it was his junior year in high school before he got electricity. He lived by the can, what do you call it? The, 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 the yeah, those lights. Yeah. <laughs> Kerosene lamps. And so, and they had no inside indoor plumbing. So 80 degrees, or what is it, 50, uh, 50 degrees below zero, they're going out to the bathroom outside. I thought, so he had all this poverty in him. from And he went back and looked at his family. Poverty was from generation after 10 generations. Everybody was poor. And so I married him. And honestly, now I came from wealth, all right? And every thought he had was poverty. He just, he was just, he was just, the image in him was lack, poverty, not enough. And God said to him and I both when we went to Arizona, seek my prosperity for the sake of the house of the Lord. Spoke that to us. And so now we, so we looked up all the scriptures, but we had to begin, because he's a visionary, had to begin to see the wealth. And uh, he has gained great wealth. Now he wrote, and then God had him write the book, Becoming a Millionaire God's Way. And he's been able to over his lifetime I think he said $4 million into Living Word Bible Church. And, uh, and you had Scott here, our son Scott. And so now we broke poverty off of our lives 
And now our sons are living in the wealth of it all. I mean, Scott is making, you know, money for the kingdom. And so you, this is your legacy. This is what you're doing. You're setting your, your children's and your children's children free. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Hallelujah. So you want to get free of the addictions. And so no more alcohol in the family from one generation to the next. No more drugs. No more mental illness. No more uh, these things. No more. You can quote the scriptures and the power in the word, but your wor the scriptures you're saying and what you have inside have to be in agreement. And you have to be in agreement with the word, right? Oh, my goodness. Is this helping you turn to your neighbor and say, I need this tonight? Our abuses and things like that have to go. God wants you to have the right image inside. Uh, okay, do uh, am I do I still have time or is it over? I don't see any time up there, so hallelujah. Okay, you know the Bible tells us this, and God, Dr. Tom quoted this, but the Word of God tells us to run. That he didn't quote this one. This is Hebrews chapter 12, uh, 12 verse 2. Uh, Run with patience the race that is set before you, taking off the sin that so easily besets and entangles you, looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, keeping our eyes fixed on him, the author and the finisher of your faith. And so God is saying, but as you're running and you have the Holy Spirit in charge and you keep your eyes on Jesus, but you say, Holy Spirit, you, it's your time. You teach me all things uh, according to the word of God. You intercede for me according to the will of God. You tell me, Holy Ghost, what is yet to come and what God has freely given me. Holy Spirit. You lead and guide me into all truth. You're my comforter. You're my counselor. You're my guide. You're my strengthener. Holy Spirit, here it's your time in me. Lead me. Tell me what today. You know, hallelujah. We have to get rid of our passivities. Hallelujah. You got to tell me when to stop because I'll keep going. Okay, I don't see no time up there. Ah, hallelujah. Okay. Five more minutes? Keep going. I, I don't, I don't want to, I'll keep you here till midnight, you know. We've had that happen before, right? Judy, the first time I came, hallelujah. But, but the Holy Spirit said to me, and I think I said this last year to you, both Dr. Tom and different times we heard this several years ago, he said, I want to give you desires of your heart, but you're passive, and I can't. It's almost like he said to the other person, you know, right? Again and again, you limit me, and I can't bless you. God say, you're passive. Well, then, then we became, we did a situation, and God said, you're passive again. I went, I don't even know when I'm passive. Apparently, I've been passive all my life. And what God showed me was that, we need to put Jesus in every day. We know our schedule. So we begin to see it the way God says it and begin to imagine it the way God says it should be. And then we're not passive. And we were going to a believers conference. I And we were heading there. I was praying. I was reading the word. I was enjoying God. The, the plane wasn't there, but I didn't think anything of it. I'm, in, I'm being all spiritual. Dr. Tom is doing his spiritual stuff. The plane's not there. Then, we, then the plane shows up. We get on the plane. Then they take us off the plane. Then they cancel it. And the trip was canceled. And, yeah, I thought, well, I guess God don't want us to go to that. Let's go do what we're, something else. God said to me, said to me, and I'm sure he talked to Dr. Tom too, but he said, you were passive. You should have saw yourself on that plane. You should have been alert before you even got there. 
You should have saw, I'm on that plane, I get off the plane, my, suit, my luggage is there, I'm, I get to the hotel, I'm there, I get to the meetings. He said, if you don't fill your day and your life with the visions of God, with the images of God, the devil will. And so he's taught me and teaching me, he constantly teaching me this, is that, okay, this is what the word says. We draw near to God, right? We resist the devil and he must flee because he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Passivity is of the devil. And we as Christians have to hate passivity and we have to become alert. He said what he called us to be alert. Why am I alert that I see each day the way God wants it to be. I know my week, so I'm seeing ahead. Before we get here, we're seeing ahead. We're seeing we get here. Our luggage gets here. We used to always lose our luggage. But, <laughs> you know, what I'm trying to say is be awake. When you get in the morning, you start praying. Okay, this is what's happening this week. Okay, I have that business deal. Okay, I see it done. I see it falls into place the way God wants it. I'm speaking the word of God on it. I'm visualizing it. I'm seeing my, my week, my month, my year. I'm seeing it filled with God, and there's no room for the devil. He's got to flee. He's bound. He's got to go. Wow. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to pray for you because God put on my heart the prophetic word this morning is we're going to break images off of you. Hallelujah. That you're restricting God to be free now, to dream big, to build big, to have what God wants in your life. So much bigger than you. And so we limit God because we do what we can do. But God wants us to do what we can't do. And we have to employ God. So I want to pray for you that on that. But I'd like you to pray right now, and I want to pray for you. Those areas that you have prayed for years, maybe it's a business thing, maybe it's rejection, maybe it's worthlessness, maybe it's sickness, maybe it's a family problem, maybe it's a you know, a husband situation or a children situation. Or maybe you wanted children. And, and uh, you know, I heard this speaker talk about uh, imagination. And he, as a pastor, was talking about how this, this couple wanted ch a child. And they did everything they knew to do. And the, the doctor said, absolutely not. And so what did he do? He was telling it. I, I just really enjoy him. He's very uh, anointed in this area. He said, well, you need to see yourself have children. Are you seeing that? And he said, let me come to your house. Well, he came to their house, and he says, I don't see any children in this house. You need to have a nursery. <laughs> you need to have your backyard filled with playthings that you have children. Your house needs to have an image that you have a house full of children. And uh, so he talked to them about you know, all the things that they could do, the toys, the things that needed to get, the decorating, the, you know, the crib, all the high chair, everything that looked like this house had children. Even have toys laying around. Well, within a couple of months, she was pregnant. Now she has lots of kids. <laughs> Hallelujah. They had to change their image. So if, you, if, you, if that's you, you're saying, not, not about children, but you have things in your life that you have prayed and you don't see the answer, I want you to stand. We're going to, we're going to get rid of the wrong image. We're going to get the right image, and we're going to see you have the scripture God wants you to have. Then I want to pray after that for everyone that wants to get free from the limitations that are inside of them so that they are free to take on God's image. Hallelujah. Father God, you see now those that are standing today, and they, they hold up that one prayer that they've been praying for years and not seeing anything happen. God, right now, they ask you right now, they repent 
of having a wrong image in them, that they've been agreeing with the situation, the circumstances. God, right now, they, they, they say, God, take it out. Uh, take that image out. Remove it right now from them in the name of Jesus in whatever area it is. In the name of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus cleanse you from all that unrighteousness and the fire of the Holy Ghost burn up the shaft of it in Jesus' name. Now let it go. Just let it go. Say goodbye. And now, Lord, put in them the right image, the God image. They see it as the word says it should be. That, that situation, they had a wrong image of a person in their life. Now they get their image of God in them the way it should be. That job, their, the rejection has to go. The promotion that is theirs, the favor that is theirs now. They see themselves having favor. They see their boss uh, receiving them and promoting them. They see the raises they get. They see that poverty gone, that lack gone, and they see that, they, that now they're people of too much. They have too much money. They have too much wealth. They can expand the kingdom worldwide. Father God, now give them your images and let them get rid of the wrong image. And God, now show them the purpose. What is their purpose for this? God, now in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. We dealt with all our stuff from the time we were young in the Lord because we wanted, our ch we wanted to live legacy for our children's children. That was our motivation. That was our purpose. And we see that now in our children. And we see that in our grandchildren and my family itself. And my dad and mother for generations, the grandparents, they were all divorced three times. And, you know, there was no marriage that, that made it in my family. And so we had to break that off and bring a kingdom marriage into our legacy for generations to come. Hallelujah. And the health and, and the wealth that Dr. Tom, his family, we had to break off the poverty and get the right image, the right legacy to leave our children that they live in great wealth in their lives today, able to build the kingdom of God with the wealth. Wow. Woo. Get the right image. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Those that want to come up, I want to lay hands on you. And come on up, and we're going to lay hands on you that want to take the limit off of your lives. God said we, were, we came here to, to now. God's calling you to another level in your life, another level.